Hey there, I'm Drew Alvarez, and you're listening to the Discover Siskiyou podcast. On this episode, farmers, foodies, and entrepreneurs. California and agriculture go hand in hand, and the state is well known for its abundance of crops and livestock. The numbers are staggering. According to a 2017 census, California's 70,125 farms sold more than $45.1 billion in sales that year. Siskiyou County has a long history of agriculture, and it attracts people who are committed to good food and community-oriented practices on both the production and consumption side of the industry. It's a tangible part of the community and of the landscape. Whether you're a local making your commute or a visitor about to try your first burger at Five Marys, your drive will undoubtedly include serene agrarian vistas, as a quarter of the four million acres in Siskiyou are active farms and ranches. There's no doubt that the pristine waters and clean air of Siskiyou are a large part of what makes the food grown here especially delicious. And it keeps farmers, foodies, and entrepreneurs satisfied. Siskiyou is home to fourth and fifth generation ranchers, but it's still attracting newcomers, like our guest Anya Fernal, CEO and co-founder of the wildly popular and highly regarded meat producer, Belcampo. I co-founded Belcampo. We are a ranch to table operation based in Siskiyou County. Uh, we farm right side, outside of the town of Gazelle. And um, our operation exists to provide a super high quality option in meat for Americans. So we're looking to give people a product that they can feel really confident is doing the best thing possible in terms of animal welfare, environmental stewardship, and human health. Belcampo is a well-established business with restaurants from San Francisco to Santa Monica, California. Anya's passion for healthy food started on a very personal level. I wasn't thriving, so I started to buy whole cows direct in 2006 and whole pigs and just tried to source my own meat that was cleaner and better than one I could buy at the grocery store. And I got my health back in order doing that. But in the process of all that meat buying, I actually set up a meat CSA, a bunch of different kind of early initiatives. But I realized that it's very, very hard to navigate American meat. And I was very motivated to kind of like, wow, this is super challenging, but also a huge opportunity. So that's really where the seed was laid for me, was in my own kind of exploration and trying to build my own health back. And um, I, I then, you know, I built and sold a few different businesses in food, really in the kind of intersection between like values-driven businesses, I'd say more and quality and premium. And I um, then produced a very high profile event in 2008 called Slow Food Nation. After that, I took a, decided to take a, a minute and do some consulting and figure out my next step. And I was contacted by Todd, my now business partner via Alice Waters, um, who was a mentor of mine uh, in that same year um, to consult with him on a project. So Todd was one of one of like, you know, probably a dozen different consulting clients that my company had. It was a small firm. And um, by 2010, I had pitched the concept of Belcampo to him. I am really inspired and like I want to get out of bed in the morning to make a change in the world. So I liked working with Todd because he had a very big vision for what he was going to do and was willing to, you know, build a slaughterhouse and make some serious investments. And it's been hard, you know, it's been a challenging road. It's a very, very a consolidated and clubby industry, the meat industry. So shaking it up is challenging, honestly. But I feel like we're hitting a stride now and it's really been worth it, you know, so it all but 
the genesis and the reason I still like getting out of bed in the morning and getting on on it and getting work done is that I really believe that there's an opportunity to improve health in America by better meat. There's a lot of mistrust from consumers right now um, in claims from brands and companies, and we're looking to verify as much as possible. So Certified Humane is a big part of that. Our slaughterhouse is Certified Humane, as are, are all of our ranches, and Temple Grandin's team did assist in the design of our plant. Um, it, you know, that the concept there is like, how do you create a system where every interaction with the animal is as kind and non-disruptive as possible, right? Which, you know, we're in the business of killing animals. so. People, people do call me out on that too. I don't need to pretend that I'm not, you know, I'm not in this to, to process meat, right? But the idea is that if we can make things as low stress as possible, it's a win-win. The animals are happier and then the meat quality is higher. Belcampo's commitment to the welfare and quality of their livestock and products is inspiring. And it's all happening in Siskiyou County. My business partner, Todd Robinson, bought land in Siskiyou after looking at just the quality versus value. He evaluated a number of different areas and found that it was very great value. And additionally, that area was extremely pristine. So the amazing thing about Siskiyou is that you don't have a lot of pollution from big agribusiness or any type of big operations. So for us that we're looking to create a really clean product, that lack of contact and contamination is super crucial just one of the most pristine, cleanest, just best places to do business. Yeah, I mean, from an agricultural perspective, I think the only reason that there isn't more of our type of agriculture there is just that it's not too close to some of the urban centers where a lot of these markets are concentrated. It turns out Anya has had a connection to the area since she was a child. I actually grew up in Eugene, Oregon. As a child, my parents were, you know, in the midst of various kind of career stuff, they ended up splitting time between Oregon and the Bay Area. So for a while, my dad was working in Oregon and my mom was working in the Bay Area. So my father had a 1969 Land Rover that they had gotten as a wedding present. Uh, every like two weeks, we drive all the way down the five from Eugene to the peninsula. And uh, we often stopped in that area. And I remember always thinking that it looked kind of like the moon you know, when you drive past Mount Shasta, and it was one of my favorite places to visit. We would, you know, these are old days before you had to wear seatbelts and all that stuff, right? But he would throw a queen mattress into the back of this of his truck and covered, right? He'd pack us a cooler of like burritos and OJ and stuff like that. And, and my sister and I would lay in the back of this car and we'd drive um, and snack and read books and hang out. And uh, we, we always stopped there because it was kind of halfway through. So I have a lot of memories of camping in that area as a kid and as well as places like Crater Lake. I mean, Siskiyou is just part of the Western agricultural landscape in a way that kind of doesn't get talked about much today. Um, and I also just love the, you know, going to like Montague and the Opera House, like these this, there was like this really rich, abundant agricultural life between Fort Jones and Montague and Gazelle and all the towns and the granges. Um, that that's powerful. And you would you, you you know those stories of the mule trains going over the ridge of mountains behind where our farm is to the coast, all the way to Humboldt, and then interacting, trading their their grain for salt, right from the from the sea traders coming up from San Francisco and then the salt coming back over and money coming back over the hill, right? That's, I mean, that's incredible story. And the reason Siskiyou, you know, got, didn't scale up with grain is that 
when the industrialization of agriculture really kicked into gear in the 40s and 50s, all that ag moved to the Midwest. And the Midwest is undeniably much more efficient at grain production than Siskiyou County is. And then Siskiyou, of course, got left out of the, the gold rush of the Central Valley's agriculture boom, which is predicated on, on access to significant irrigated pasture, which we don't have in Siskiyou, right? So Siskiyou is kind of a tweener, right? It's sort of, it wasn't efficient enough at grain to make it in the modern grain infrastructure, and it wasn't able to then pivot to what California has become famous for, right? Because it's a very different, different type of land. So you look at Siskiyou now, it's mostly cow-calf operations, um, but it is particularly well suited for uh, the type of differentiated agriculture that we're doing now. Um, you know, there's not much cattle finished in Siskiyou because uh, we don't have significant feedlot operations. And you know that 97% of beef sold in America is from feedlot. So people are raising cow calves and selling them into fattening operations, which is a great business, right? Uh, but there's not much true finishing happening in, in our county. So it's a, it, it's a really interesting place for us because it, it um, has the benefit of being uh, not a, it's a highly industrialized agriculture context, right? So it's very clean in terms of what we can expect to get on our farms from sprays and contamination is very minimal. Um, and I think it actually would be a really great development for the county and for agriculture from for more farms of our nature that are looking to do direct to consumer, really, really high quality um, could could really thrive there because it's got all the attributes. You know, it's clean, it's uh, reasonably remote, but still in California and connected to urban areas. Um, and it's got a, a terrific workforce and terrific services and infrastructure. Unfortunately, until pretty recently, you know, if you're gonna do a direct to consumer meat operation, you basically, you gotta spend every weekend driving to a city selling stuff at a market, right at a farmer's market. And that's great, but it's pretty small in terms of total potential and it takes a ton of energy and labor to do that, right? It's, it's difficult. So there is a real um, benefit around the corner for farms right now, post COVID, to be able to sell direct, uh, not having to deal with this really stressful, you know, high, high output, right? Because if you drive three or four hours to get to the farmer's market and it's raining that day, you know, you're going to lose money, right? It's pretty risky and pretty limited. So it's exciting to see COVID opening up some different direct to consumer avenues for, for ranches. We talked to some of the community members who were living out exactly what Anya's hoping for, John Daly and Hannah Smith, owners of the Wheelhouse Restaurant in Dunsmere, California, who have recently started selling Belcampo Meats in the post-COVID iteration of their business. Just a few months ago, in our little corner of Siskiyou, the Wheelhouse was a celebrated, board game-filled, breakfast-all-day food hub tucked away on Sacramento Avenue. A lot has changed since then, but what hasn't changed for Wheelhouse owners John and Hannah is their commitment to providing their community with high-quality food. Our landlord, one of the best landlords we've ever had, he made a connection with Belcampo that they were going to start doing the Dunsmere Farmer's Market. And they didn't really have enough time in their schedule to be doing the Dunsmere Farmer's Market all the time, right? So we're going to try and take over a little bit as their retail space in Dunsmere, selling their chicken and pork products and sausages and yeah, beef good. jerky. It's and we're going to start small and keep going. Uh, fresh organic eggs. We wanted to be able to offer more uh, fresh local meat products to the people in Dunsmere, right here in Dunsmere on a more full-time basis. 
I think um, it's important for economic reasons right now more than anything. Like, uh, I feel like that food supply chain is kind of rebuilding, and I think it's a really good opportunity for us as community members to make connections that are closer than further away. At this point, like with food culture, it's just the essentials are what matter. So like basic things that people get every week, you know, like basic eggs, milk, bacon, like uh, that's where we're at. The essentials. We would love to see more of the essentials available in small towns like this. As transplants from major cities, John and Hannah have a unique perspective on the community they've come to love so much and are eager to incorporate some of the lessons learned from their years spent working on farms. Their love of the Siskiyou life literally radiates off of them, and it's a really beautiful thing to be reminded that the area we live in attracts people and companies who appreciate everything the area has to offer. Man, uh, uh, I grew up in a big city. I grew up in Houston, and I didn't really have the opportunity to have beautiful things surrounding me all the time. And to me, that's a luxury. And it's something that I want to continue to have in my life. And this area provides that. Well, I mean, it's definitely way different in the city. That's for sure. You can expect to see your customers and you can you can expect to see your customers every day, whether it's at your store or just around town. And that's way different than being in a sea of hundreds of thousands of people every day, like working your way through Philadelphia, uh, you can expect to see them again, no matter where you're gonna see them. And that's, that's really neat. It's you really get to build uh, connections with people and you know, you get those deeper connections and you uh, really understand what your community starts to need around you. And that's really neat. Whereas like in the city, you might be stuck with in one neighborhood or something like that, that has specific needs. We have this whole little town here that- uh, Yeah, that everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. And uh, we, everybody kind of has the same uh, general basic needs here. It's awesome. I'm really focused on now is just how do I grow that direct consumer? And, and that's where Siskiyou County is gonna be a big part of our marketing moving forward because showing people the farm, showing people that place, like when they come there, they just never go back. Like they never go back to eating the other type of meat because all of a sudden they start to realize all the trade-offs that they've made by buying generic product. You know, they're like, wow, I could be supporting something I believe in. I could feel really great when I eat meat. I could, you know, all these different kind of I coulds open up when people connect with the ranch. And that's the real opportunity. That's where the place is so important. So when we started to open the farm up for, for customer engagement, that's like when the business really started to pick up. And, and that's where we want to grow in the future. Just more and more of our influencer engagement, our, you know, by our influencers, I mean our social media community. And then just in general, like just making sure that our consumers know that there's a place, that this is all rooted in a place, and that place is Siskiyou County. I was um, in one of our grocery store partners down in Los Angeles, and I was wearing my Belcampo sweatshirt. I was there because I always check out how our products are looking, you know, go in when I'm in town. And, and this woman grabbed me, and she's like, oh, are you with Belcampo? I said, yeah. And she goes, I love your bone broth. And I said, amazing, me too. And and she says, I feel like it has a really high vibration. <laughs> and it cracked me up because it was like such a, and I felt like, I'm like, yeah, that's the mountain. Like that's the energy of that farm, right? Where you get this sense of it being like, really like the light is really bright. It's, it's incredibly like sparkly. It smells really clean. 
you know, there's this feeling of just like it being pristine and connected to nature. Um, and even though it's a ranch, right? So we're, we've got, you know, basically sort of three large parcels of about 7,000 acres each right around gazelle area. It, it feels um, like you're in nature um, and there are animals there, you know, so that's an incredible way to farm. And I, and the concept of regenerative agriculture is really one that our company is founded on, which is that our agriculture practices look to contribute to the health of the earth. So the, the idea that we're in an area that's so obviously very natural and clean and beautiful really reinforces that, you know, and, and you just feel it when you're there. It's like, this is a place that's, that, that's untouched and, and as wild as it is domesticated. Being in the mountains full time and around Shasta is pretty amazing. The people we've met in Siskiyou County have really been amazing. Yeah, we're stoked to be here. Dunsmuir Community Garden also is a huge interest to us, and uh, we haven't had the opportunity to get involved yet. But uh, if you go up there now, it's beautiful. And like just by looking in there, you can really tell that people are getting in the mindset where this is something that they want in their town. They want a spot where like local fresh produce is being uh, being grown all the time. And we think that is super important. It's, it's pretty important. And I think that like, I think that we're here to improve how that works in our community, you know, and not having to rely on all of the, and we do have to rely on distributors that come from Sacramento or wherever. And like, how can we improve that? How can we make it better? How sustainable is that, you know? But, uh, these are the challenges that restaurants are gonna have to figure out. Yep. Before we moved to Siskiyou County, we spent a good five years uh, working with the Worldwide Opportunities Organic Farms program. And uh, we worked, we got to work at a lot of farms in a lot of different places. And we definitely saw what one small farm can do for a community. And it was incredible. And we would like to see more of that here in Dunsmere. And uh, community-supported agriculture, CSAs, like buying into local farm shares and being able to like have something weekly that's fresh and local coming from your town, we think that's super important. I think there's a real mistrust of the agricultural and food industrial system right now, unfortunately, in many American consumers. And I think that offers an opportunity for Siskiyou County. It's a clean, pristine area. There's beautiful, high quality land. Um, there's a great workforce, um, excellent access to major thoroughfares. It's close to urban areas. So there's some neat opportunities for direct-to-consumer marketing. And I think COVID, I mean, Lord, in the meat industry, COVID has certainly surfaced various concerns in the meat industry, right? Um, and it, with all the plants shutting down and things. So it to me seems like there's just bountiful opportunities right now to consider um, for farmers looking and ranchers looking to branch out, work direct um, and, and build in this time. Maybe this is an opportunity for us all to network to make the, the role of food stronger in our community. There's something about this land that seems to really come through in the food. And I can't help but think of those 90s cheese commercials where they kept reminding everyone that happy cows come from California. They never mentioned exactly where those happy cows were, but I'm willing to bet I've seen quite a few here in Siskiyou. 
good water, pristine land, and folks who really care about the products they make are the essential ingredients needed for a happier, healthier food industry. I'm always so proud to have friends and family visit, and I love getting the chance to share the amazing foods and culinary experiences of Siskiyou. Many thanks to our guests Anya Fernald, Hannah Smith, and John Daly. And for more information to plan your own culinary adventures, check out discoversiskiyou.com. We'll let Anya and John take it from here. Uh, everything that's actually on our new menu holds a really special place in my heart. It was things that I got to grow up with in South Philly. And for me nowadays, like with the menu being different and things with the takeout and the outdoor seating, it really reminds me of how I got to grow up as a kid. Like it smells like my childhood in here now. And that's amazing. The fried onions, the thin ground beef. Fact that like me now, being old, <laughs> right, is selling this amazing, these amazing products that I got to grow up with, like so far from here. Uh, it, that's really, uh, really means something to me. My favorite recipe is absolutely a very simple parsley lemon sauce. Um, and it's obviously something that goes with grilled meats. I love it with our Siskiyou County lamb and beef. Um, but it's kind of inspired on a like an Italian or South American uh, chimichurri or salsa verde. So what I do is I take a bunch of parsley, literally one bunch, and pull the leaves off or just rough cut it. And then I'll um, mince the leaves, right? So just not too many stems, but mince the leaves, mix it with about a half a cup of very good quality um, olive oil, like extra virgin, like California olive ranch would be a great choice. And then uh, season it with a zest of half to one whole lemon and um, a good portion of salt. And that's a really great uh, complement to grilled free range meats. It'll be um, very like tangy and zesty, but also has great health impacts as well because parsley really assists in being anti-inflammatory and, and your digestion and vitamin C actually assists with the absorption of lots of different um, nutrients in meat. So I love things that combine health and deliciousness and that's my favorite combo. But I love things that are just like kind of like beautiful easy, but it, it, I just don't think you should have to get 10 appliances dirty for anything, you know, just like keep it simple. <laughs>